0: We really aren't sure what year it is right now, or if we're in some sort of time loop, but we are sure that pop culture goes beyond space and time. So Loop and Larry are proud to bring you our fourth annual year-end review! With very special pop culturalists, Backstage Ben and Neil, Temple of Doom!
1: In a world filled with intergalactic space battles,
0: Meta-human destruction on a global scale. (coughs) And psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture. Call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Woo! Oh, (laughs) yeah! <laughs> that was after what that was. <laughs> first, first, explosion of 2022 <laughs> That's right. That
2: is right. Hey
1: everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Larry. <laughs> there you go. He's a little behind. He's still in 2021. And this I'm is Larry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Guardians of Geek. Oh, this is not a good start already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our fourth annual year-end show. And uh uh 2020, I'd say 2021 was better geek wise than 2020 as far as like yep. the content was concerned um i don't know how great it was generally like in star wars terms we sort of started as the last jedi then we went into a new hope and then we ended <laughs> off with attack of the clones so that's where <laughs> we are right now oh, as far as, yeah that's where we're sort of sitting right now in 2022
0: <laughs> that put it in perspective for now i understand all yeah now you're still
1: kind of where we were mentally in yeah. those in those stages yeah, that's how i understand
0: um, things it's we Star got
1: have a couple of great guests with us again uh coming back from last year we've got backstage ben how you doing
2: very well thanks for having me again i'm glad i got invited
0: back <laughs> it's a rigorous process to get invited back so yeah it's like, it, almost You almost know? didn't make the cut this year
1: but <laughs> we said okay who, who was there last year all right we're good and then, yeah. no he was great you're great last year. we wanted to bring you back and of course neil temple of doom back again and look at this
0: room of yours this, this is my is the, living room this is the Brilliant. geekiest thing we've yeah. ever seen this is a fantastic i love that that's great <laughs> It's like Has every a- Marvel movie, there's just Easter eggs to keep an eye <laughs> on in the background. I love it. <laughs> Any time you a, anytime definitely. you can put a, a Ghostbusters proton pack right beside Captain America's shield, yeah. you know you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got Grogu right underneath the shield
3: there. Yeah, oh, yeah there he is, little guy. There. Yeah, look hiding back there. Yeah. And then Batman
0: looking over his shoulder. This is
3: this is like you got everything. Covered. Yeah, that's my roommate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, his, it's his stuff too. I won't take credit, but uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cool stuff to look at here.
1: <laughs> Neil, Neil doesn't
3: want to talking to okay. Grogu
1: when, when yeah. we're not here. So. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, he's, he's been eating all my eggs. So
1: So, looking back at 2021, we're going to look at TV shows, hits and misses. We're going to look at movies, hits and misses. Uh, we've got an open category, which could be anything hits and miss. And then finally, what we're looking forward to in 2022. So uh, let's kick it off. Let's get right into uh, hits and shows. Larry, Take it, take it away.
0: OK, so T- TV was pretty good this year. So this is, it, you'll find in all the categories that I've got, it, I, it was really tough for me to narrow down the like the, the top hit of, of the year and the top miss of the year, quite honestly. There, there was a lot of good stuff going on. So it, my, my top hits for 2020, 2021 in TV, I, I really had three of them. But I'm going to focus on one. OK, so my top hits, of course, um, Hawkeye. Is is right up there. Yeah. Loved, loved Hawkeye. It might be in my top like eight all-time Marvel things. That's a pretty random number eight, but that's what I guess <laughs> it. No, it's not <laughs> number nine. It's definitely number eight, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I put it. So that one, that one's in there. And then of course, because I can't not love this book of Boba Fett, I but I, I can't say t- we were only two episodes at the time of recording this, we're only two episodes in. So yeah. I'm reserving I, I'd, complete I'd judgment. almost put
1: that in 2022, then 2021, just
0: because well, even though... Oh, yeah, here we there go. There you go. There go. we go. Oh, oh, yeah. you there it, it there is. Nice. Oh, and, the, and that's the prototype uh, helmet as well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beautiful. <laughs> and now you're going to wear that the rest of the show. <laughs> and
3: now he's Scarface, basically. All
0: yeah. exactly. right, <laughs> oh, uh, so I put it. that in there. But, okay, so what I'm going with with my big hit... Uh, and it's, it was a bit of a surprise hit for me for uh, 2021, was a little show that appeared on Netflix, um, created by Saturday Night Live alumni Kyle Mooney and produced by Lorne Michaels, uh, a little show, uh, animated show called Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. I don't know if you're familiar with, anybody familiar with this? I have not
3: watched it, but I've seen the, the preview. Okay, so
0: this is, sorry, yeah?
3: Me too, yeah. Okay. yeah. i seen the trailer on like Teletoon or something, or maybe... Yeah. Well, it's on, it's a Netflix show.
0: So uh, it's like, it's on Netflix, the whole, it's only eight episodes. But uh, first of all, I really like Kyle Mooney. I think he's, he's a comic. I think he's, he's hilarious. Um, But so this show is, it literally is like found footage almost, but it's, it's, it's like a lost show from the late 80s, early 90s um and it's shot it's presented like um you've bought the vhs box set of this series um so each episode isn't called they're not called episodes they're called tapes so there's tape one tape two tape three there's eight tapes yep and it's literally like you've turned on ytv in canada in the late 80s or early 90s or Teletoon or something like that so it literally it starts with like the the blue uh, VHS screen with the play and the like as if you pop the tape in, um, it's all presented in four by three like a you know like it would have been in the ninety in the eighties, um, and it's it's like a half hour of like Saturday All Star hits so they've recreated um, cartoon like little cartoons like you know parts of stories uh, throughout this half hour but it's hosted by um, Twin brothers, uh, Skip and Trevor, who are both pay- played by Kyle Mooney,
3: and they're on screen <laughs> at the same time.
0: And they're totally like, totally 90s, like hip kids who are hosting the this. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Kind of like and then they'll throw to, you know, a, a cartoon. So they've got uh, a few different cartoons, and they're all like sort of takeoffs of, of, what we would have seen except one would so the their, one of their main ones is called Randy and it's uh, a <laughs> drag or, um, a dinosaur who lives in the in the world of humans um, but uh, he it's this is there's a it's very adult this show um, so Randy has goes to parties gets totally drunk throws up <laughs> a lot um, <laughs> has real adult like problems it's a little bit depressing for the first couple episodes anyway then he goes (laughs) off to college it it is it's a little bit like what okay so then he goes off to college so there's that one there's a uh care bears takeoff or spin off called create a crittles they're called create a crittles but they look just like care bears oh yeah they um paint late like one of them is has got paint brushes for hands one of them's made of glue one of them's made of glitter and they and, and they help a guy uh, who runs who is the marketing guy for a sub company subway like a subway company create a new logo it's very weird but anyway <laughs> that's what that is and then their third uh, their third c- cartoon that i've seen so i haven't finished the c- series yet um, there's only a couple i've only got a couple left it's called Strongimals. because you know in the 80s there was always you know an animal yeah like a Thundercats or a something. So this one's called Strong Moles. And they're literally like a group of super buff animals that are sent to earth to promote peace. And they are constantly battling the war boars, which are like a group of, of like pigs that are, that are sent to earth who only want war. <laughs> and they just <laughs> land, and they just kill people, and it's super violent. <laughs> there's a lot of blood, <laughs> and so it's the war boars fighting the strongables. But then, anyway, this storyline. But it's really well done; like it's actually really clever. Um, but then there's it's an ongoing story, so you kind of have to watch all the episodes in order because the two brothers, uh, Skip, Skip and Trabor, Skip gets a voiceover in in and the brother gets kind of jealous about the fact that he's got this VO, oh and it's really, and it's, it's just a, it's like a one-word VO, but he makes a big deal of it. And so then the, so the story, ongoing story, is this tension between these two brothers on screen as they're trying to host this thing, and Skip is getting more, like his head is getting bigger. Anyway, I don't want to give it too much away, but, <laughs> which is probably too late now because I've given everything away. <laughs> but, but it's for for geeks like us of our generation it's it totally is a throwback like that he's done a really good job of recreating that late 80s early 90s uh saturday morning tv show vibe so it's it's a big hit for me for uh, for 2021 it's, you should check it out again it's called saturday morning all-star hits yeah i've never i've never even heard of it so i'll definitely check that yeah. out i love kyle mooney he's hilarious yeah, yeah it's really funny i think you'll like it all
1: right it's well a- neil what what do you got on the schedule
3: Uh, For best shows, uh, geez, I can't just pick one because there's so many great shows. There were some really great DC superhero shows this year and uh, starting with Superman and Lois, which I thought was great because they explore the dynamic of Superman and Lois having kids and uh, whole new threats <clears throat> to their reality and everything. Uh, and I also really loved Stargirl season two, uh, which also happened last year and had a lot of great Justice Society of America characters and appearances. And that's why I tune in. It's not for Stargirl herself, although she's great. The whole cast is good. A um, little bit of CGI issues. I didn't like Solomon Grundy, but other, otherwise it's a really, really great, great show, uh, Stargirl. And uh, I mean, I got to agree with uh, with Larry on the Hawkeye. I enjoyed Hawkeye, even though it's only six episodes. I thought the final episode, episode six, was action-packed, a lot of fun uh, down in, uh, you know, uh, Rockefeller Plaza there in New York City uh, with the big Christmas tree and everything. So it was very appropriate to watch that at Christmas time. Um, there was a lot of really good shows, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna have to go again. Go back to the book of Boba Fett it was a lot of fun, and Cobra Kai. I can't forget that. Okay, so oh, yeah. Cobra Kai started. It started on December 31st, and you could actually binge watch all 10 episodes. <laughs> so it's still, it still still fits it. in. You still okay. got it. So yeah. it's in. It just made it, it just slid <laughs> under the radar there. And I think Cobra Kai season four, um, thanks to uh, a, a few characters coming back, uh, especially I thought, it was the best season of Cobra Kai so far. Uh, on netflix so definitely cobra kai season four terry silver's back other characters are back too but i won't spoil it go see it yeah
1: all right excellent (laughs) uh ben what do you have
3: it was tough so i
2: actually uh, initially i went way back so neil goes as he gets right in the deadline It's uh, january 31st january 15th i can't believe that wandavision was a 2021 show Oh yeah, but it was totally forgotten. Yes, I loved it. I I (laughs) adored every moment of that show and how different it was. And I mean, Marvel continues to prove that they can take a crazy, wacky idea that shouldn't work and they make it work. And it has launched a year of unbelievably good television. I like at their worst, which maybe was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's still good. Like it was fun (laughs) to watch. It's entertaining. It's yep. a different style. Everything that they've done has been really good. But, uh, Larry, I wasn't sure if you were going to beat me to it. I think that Midnight Mass has to be oh. a, a huge hit for me. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Was,
1: so good. Uh, again,
2: just call. surprisingly moving and uh, another unique way of telling uh, a rather familiar story. Yep. But with such unbelievable, the cinematography in it, the, you know, even I think it catches you off guard sometimes how there are some crazy long one shots that they take, you know, along the beach and that sort of thing. Like, that's just, it's unbelievable what Flanagan was able to do, I think, with that story. And though, Larry, we talked about this, I think we may have been a little disappointed that we weren't getting another haunting show. He was able to just give us something completely out of left field that I thought worked so, so well. And it's it's one that really stuck with me the yeah. whole year. Yeah, I was obsessed with
1: Yeah, I was obsessed with Midnight Mass. It was so well told, and I was like, every episode left you, and you're just like, what's going to happen next? Like, how are they going to get out of this? What's what's going on? And it was it was just, I love the religion mix with the vampires and everything else. Absolutely, so good, so well done.
0: But what I love, I loved loved even more that they never ever once used the word vampire. No, yeah, no, it it didn't. (laughs) That's that wasn't what this. I mean, that's obviously what it was, but that. It wasn't about that like they weren't vampires they were who they were like they were you know this is this is who they became you know it wasn't there wasn't a title for them
2: it was a great way of doing it i think that they it was a good thing that they took their time kind of introducing that idea because they could have lost some people right off the bat had they come to that too early Mm -hmm. um because i mean it it, it's a little it's a little cheesy right with the (laughs) with the vampire in the in the old decrepit building when they first see him and that sort of thing and it's like a little but you're already so invested in everybody. And I think that like, mm-hmm. you've already seen what a great job they're doing with everything that you want to, you want to follow
0: through. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. I think, yeah, I think we can all agree that might be the top show of the year. <laughs> Quite yeah. possible. It's, it, I mean, it, it was awesome. definitely up on my list. Yeah. The, the other rare thing about that show is that it's uncommon to have a horror TV show or a horror movie um, create deep emotion. Like, like absolutely the end of the show i was almost in tears like that's for for a horror-based you know piece of work that's rare you know that you are so emotionally invested in in this thing it it's amazing what he did
2: (laughs) it's a a great time to be a horror fan because there are so many movies and tv shows now where it is like it's it's much deeper than just jump scares and gore and violence and tension and that sort of thing like it's really the the drama that is brought into these stories is is unmatched it's great yeah absolutely yeah.
1: so i had i was followed basically you guys midnight mass was up there for sure my top three uh wandavision which again i forgot it came out last year like i thought it was like in 2020 but it was literally long the year. Beginning yeah. It. yeah that's a long <laughs> yeah. year because there's like four major shows from marvel that year but wandavision like of course like launched that whole like the tv side of marvel in such a great way and uh, I, I was like Hawkeye, or, or I loved Hawkeye because I'm a big fan of like the, uh, like the Matt Fraction comic, right? So like I was marking out through the whole thing because I was like, oh, that's from the comic, that's from the comic. I was driving everybody in my house nuts because they <laughs> they hadn't read it and I had, right? So I'd read the whole series. Um, it wasn't exactly the same, but it had a lot of the elements from it. But uh, and Hawkeye is one of my favorite heroes, so that was like in the comic heroes, not necessarily. Marvel Universe heroes. So that was pretty exciting. But WandaVision, I'd have to give it to it because it launched it. And remember all the mystery of it? Like, what was happening? What was going on? And then uh, Mephisto was like in everybody. It's like, it's got to be the villain of it. It's got to yeah. be the villain. Like, there's so many things of this, that, that particular series which just launched it in such a great way and launched a bunch of new heroes and we could kind of see where it's going. But um, the, uh, I, 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 I happen to like, this might be a hot take, but I liked, I uh, um, Captain america winter soldier better than loki i don't know about you guys i i didn't i thought loki was good i just didn't think it was i thought it was a little slow for my tapes but weirdly it
2: was yeah i agree it was it it's crazy how nuts it could be and was but also there was some it just kind of dragged in between those really, really yeah.
3: Parts. yeah it was but, hit and miss i thought loki yeah. for me yeah. Uh, best foreign show guys because uh, I completely forgot about it it's not only best foreign show it's probably the really the best show of the oh, year and I can't believe we forgot about squid game yeah oh my god yeah oh, 100% forgot is, about that what you is wrong what, with honestly loved my it, number right? one totally that, my mind.
2: what about the so. ending though the ending oh the ending it, it, it bothered me so much I, really? I didn't like how it ended oh,
3: and it really
2: like kind of it wrecked it a little I bit like for it. me
0: <laughs> what, what what about the ending? I'm I'm curious to know about that. What
2: about the ending? Spoiler alert. Yeah yeah. Spoiler alert. I guess I didn't I didn't think it came together as well as it could have with you know with the old man being so tied into it. His motives didn't seem like they were like reasonable. You know, for me yeah. to to be a part of it. And then like just watching me back on the train too, like it just kind of threw away so much of what had built up over the series. I thought that it just it didn't. The like literally the very, very ending of it just kind of left me a little bit sour. But I mean, it was it was a show I did not expect my wife to want to watch with me. So I started it on my own. And then she was like, What you're starting Squid Game without me? And (laughs) yeah, I didn't even know it was on your radar at all. But we ended up watching it together. And like she doesn't generally get too into, you know, overly violent kind of stuff or anything like that. But it was I mean, it the the show again, you've got the mystery behind it that kept you guessing what was going on at the end of each episode. you want to get back into it? I did really, really like the show, but right up until the end.
0: But now, now, having said that, if you were to go back and re-watch, knowing how the show ends, if you were to go back and rewatch it from the beginning, seeing that there were hints along the way, would yeah. that have improved? Would it improve the show? Knowing like you could watch yeah, but i later. also
2: think that might open up a lot of uh, plot holes though too i think if i were to go back and look at it i might be like well why is he doing this like why would he bother you know with this kind of thing? i think that there were um again i mean it was it was a surprisingly effective show in a lot of ways and like again the tension in it and you know yeah. when they're playing the games is incredible it's really really well done but i do think i almost felt it was like a a low level shyamalan sort of uh, <laughs> sort of twist <laughs> that just doesn't follow up throughout the whole
1: thing yeah, yeah. i just um, want that telephone with that battery that lasted the entire eight episodes <laughs> I mean, like what the, did he ever plug this in like how is how is battery still working on this phone like I yeah. that. i'm like with the gps on days. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like days and weeks like he's like i gotta get this phone this guy's got this is great <laughs> There's a few plot holes in it here and there that like, especially with the cop. I found like him sneaking around that building and no one noticed him in that whole entire time, or where he put these bodies of people he stole outfits from. Like there was a few (laughs) few little plot holes in it that I but I mean you have to suspend your disbelief. But the look of it was amazing, like it looked so cool and futuristic, and uh, like yeah, Yeah. it was very well done.
0: I'm just I like many (laughs) good shows. The fact that we're forgetting these shows just proves how much quality. Television, there was this year. Like it's amazing that these. It was tough. Concerned. I I
2: wanted to give kind of a shout out to, um, releasing shows weekly again too. I yes, love yes. that. I'm I'm back into that. There yeah. were a couple of shows that weren't even the Marvel shows, but um, White Lotus, and um, Only Murders in the Building on Disney Plus with oh, uh, Steve Martin. Those were both, as far as I'm that. concerned, like hundred percent shows. They were so good front to back. and I loved like having it was like oh it's Tuesday we have a new episode of whatever to watch like it was it's nice that you still have the convenience of at the time that you want to watch it whenever you have a second you can sit down and watch it but to actually have something to look forward to I thought it was great well it's funny that
0: you mentioned that because I just had a conversation with my son who's 17 because we're he he decided that he really wanted to watch Lost um because he had heard so much about it and it's on Disney plus so we've been binging Lost uh couple months really it's not we're not speeding through it. Um but anyway, I we just had this exact conversation because he's grown up in a world where shows drop on a Friday and the entire show is there, you know, um stranger things or you know there and then you could just binge it all like you said Neil, you could binge it all in one day if you want to or that. And I said when when we were growing up, I mean until like five or six years ago, we never had that luxury. We always had to wait a week. But the mm-hmm. but the thing with waiting that week is that you had a whole week to think about the episode and talk about it with your friends and um, theorize about things and it really, allowed you to get deeper into a show. Because now that we're re-watching Lost, like when we watched Lost originally, we, <laughs> Luke and I, we'd have like weekly meetings oh, at yeah, our talking at about work it. Yeah. and we'd have these talks. But now that I'm going back and re-watching it with him, where we're watching like three episodes at a time, it doesn't have the same impact at all. Like it's just yeah. not... Yeah. You know, you don't have any time to think about what you just watched. You're just moving ahead and you're just discovering things instantly. And there really is something very nice about having to wait a week, as yeah. painful as that is, where you get to the end, you're like, no, I want to see more. But at <laughs> least now You've got time to absorb it all. Because- I remember the outrage when you,
2: the credits would show up, yes. <laughs> you know, on Lost, like at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that, no. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, you just- more. Yeah, it really is. I, I really, I like the fact that there's a week between yeah. shows now. I mean, it really is. It I'm, becomes
2: a bigger part of your life, I think, a little bit. Yes. Like I, I have binged shows after they've run, and they don't have the lasting impact, Impact, I think, that some of the shows that I'd watched when they first aired, and you wait that week, and it was like, it was a part of your schedule, was to go, was to be able to sit and watch. Lost was 100% one of those shows that we yeah. would we would count down until it's, yep. it's on. yeah.
0: yeah exactly but it's not the same well, Rewatching re it when you watch like three four episodes at, at a time it's just for sure I, I think
1: that's what made wandavision so popular this year because it again yeah. everyone was trying to had their theories on where this was going and what was happening and what was going on in the background and who was running this and then you'd get more information each week and then I, that's what i loved about it like i don't think yeah. it would have had the impact if they just dropped all those episodes at the same time no. like well, you had and-
0: to wait those weeks and the other thing is, is that everybody, it, when they, when a show drops all at once, people binge it in the course of like two days. And then the buzz stops after about a week. Like people will talk about it for, you know, a week or two and then that's it. And then it's done. Yeah. And then yeah. there's no talk for the next year until there's a game.
2: is a perfect example of it. <laughs> yeah. It was such yeah. a, it was on everybody. That's all anybody could talk about for like a month. October yeah. was it. And we all dressed up as
0: Squid Game for Halloween. And then we, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then that was it. And then we, for- but we forgot about it. we we all collectively forgot that it was that it aired you know but had those (laughs) had it lasted 10 weeks or whatever yeah 10 Mm -hmm. weeks it would still be on our minds because we would have had a full like 10 full weeks of talking about this thing between you know so it it really and I, i don't know if the streaming services are doing that with intention or if it's they can make more money by stretching out the length of Time that I don't know what the reasoning is, but well, I descriptions.
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I support it <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I binged yeah. watched Cobra Kai. I, I binged watched Cobra Kai season four, and yeah, it was just like just gone, oh, it's you know. Been like, a I, I find I that it doesn't like, sink in. That was good, okay. Like we need time to digest these things, I think. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's too addictive though to to, to resist. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's watch one more, watch one more. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, for sure especially yeah. for home and there's not much else to do, but yeah. Well,
0: that's it. That's it. And that, so, you know, the timing of this kind of thing is perfect because people are at home. So now it gives you something to actually look forward to rather than like a day of fun. Now we have 10 weeks of knowing that there's cool things coming. Like it, it's the perfect time to go back to a weekly schedule. Yeah. I think too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so let's
1: good. go, let's go from hits to misses for this year. Yeah. I'll, I'll kick it off with one. I think Lawrence will know that I'm going to pick right off the top uh this servant TV- season two sorry if you guys, guys watch servant
2: i don't know well i'm glad i i haven't it's on the list but if it's not good
1: well know. Know. I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I, like let me put it this way the, the first season was really good the first season was excellent i thought and this is m night uh whatever his name is shalom Long. Long. Shalom yeah i always never pronounce it right on apple plus um it uh the first season is excellent second season just like I don't know what happened, whether they rushed it. I don't know what they did with the second season, but it was boring, like so boring. Oh, look at Larry! Larry's
0: ready to go here. Okay, here we go. go. Here we go. Here's where <laughs> the controversy begins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. No, I loved, come on. No, I, I really like <sighs> the second season. It is. Now I have to agree with it's, it's slower. Like it is. There's a lot more exposition and it's slower, but I found that it was, it, the tension was still there because it was, slower like I really like it the the it just was creepier to me and I didn't know where it was going like not a lot happens like I, I just you know like you zero but,
3: like
0: zero, but, zero happened in that whole but thing. it is but it but I just it was it because of the pacing of it it left me like really on edge like it left me feeling like there's something going on like what this is way deeper than i and i feel like there will be a payoff because season nine I, season three i think starts today uh, starts pretty soon I, I think the
1: problem day. with it is a lot of it takes i'm not going to give anything away but a lot of it takes place in the same apartment
0: like yes three-story walk-up
1: house and yeah. they never they rarely leave it to the point where this season they said they're gonna leave the house a lot more that's what they said. And I read oh, it, really? like, a review of the season. I'm like, <laughs> they have to, it's, there's no, they can only go so far, but every episode would end with something where you're like, oh my God, like what is going to happen next episode? And then they never go back to it. They just leave it. <laughs> like, and I, and I don't want to talk too much about it if you haven't seen it, but it is yeah. interesting. It's like the performances are good and it's interesting, but it's just, I don't know where it's going in the second season left me just like, this could have been two episodes. Like literally everything that happened in that season could have been like in, in two episodes. I think, Easily. I think,
0: Ben, I'd really like you to watch it. Yeah, uh, I will. It's definitely on the list. I, well, first I got- season's great. First season's great. Second season, yeah. I just thought it was left. It left me empty. For sure, uh, the, for the, sure the best the the best thing about this whole series and it doesn't spoil anything is that you get to see Ron Weasley as a raging drunk for the whole because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Rupert grant has a has a starring role and he's quite he's quite a drinker <laughs> so it's just yeah. kind of fun yeah. to watch Ron Weasley get all raging drunk
1: <laughs> worth watching but I remember texting you almost after every episode going this is yeah. this is terrible <laughs>
0: this is like this is like, like, like okay, what's let's, happening like let's let's go outside and fight then cause we got a five of them <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right. <laughs> it's so dumb
1: all right ben what, what what's your uh, miss of the year
2: my i think my biggest miss would be um he-man uh, i didn't like the new oh. he-man series and i i was looking forward to it i've never been like a huge masters of the universe guy i liked it i watched it as a kid i didn't live my life by it necessarily but uh, i know a lot of a lot of super fans were really pissed at how it kind of pivoted um I just found it it was not it didn't give me the nostalgia that I was hoping for it didn't give me that kind of feeling of like feeling like a kid again watching these kind of shows I found that it was like I don't know I I, it was just kind of wet for me (laughs) I didn't I didn't care (laughs) for it I never actually finished it I I watched I think the first two or three episodes and was like that's really with so much out there to watch I just decided (laughs) to go on to something else and I thought the same way about, uh, Tiger King too. I, as much as I loved the first season of Tiger King, second one, again, I, I think after the year of them being in the news so much, I was over every one of them. Yeah. I didn't really care to see it. We actually ended up watching the wrong show thinking it was season two. There's another, it was almost like a spinoff on Netflix about, um, oh, I can't even think of his name. They're really creepy dude with the blonde hair. Um, that like runs the, he was oh, one of, like supplied the snakes and everything. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah, he was like the shawarma or something like that. He had a name that he gave himself, but I, I, it was weird because it was like, he's a horrible human being. And like, it was all about sexual assault and that kind of thing that that show ended up. And Sarah and I were, like, where's this lighthearted, weird, like backwards <laughs> mystery that was in the first season. What is going on? It turns out it wasn't even the right show. When we started <laughs> season two, again, it was like, I never really liked Carol all that much. I was a little sick of hearing from Joe Exotic and all this sort of thing. So Jeff Lowe, the, the thumb was no fun to watch. So <laughs> I just, it was one of those like, lightning did not strike twice on either of those shows for me.
1: Oh yeah, they're yeah. definitely dragging it out. Like they tried to get a second season out of nothing and Carol Baskin would even do it. So that's right. that's a whole element that's taken out of the second season. So I can see what you're saying.
2: And uh, it, like I, my <laughs> excitement for it, how many shows are in- in production right now, like Kate McKinnon is Carol Baskin in a show coming up, like a docu drama. Oh, oh, that's sort of right. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to milk. I thing. don't care. I yeah. we're all over it. I think at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it it was literally like lightning in a barrel, only because it was the start of COVID. Everybody was at home, everything was locked down, like literally there was nothing to do. And this really stupid, quirky thing happened and just became the talk of the town. Like yeah, if yeah. it had if it had come out a year earlier before COVID, I think it would have just been another documentary on Netflix. Come and gone. Yeah. It yeah, wouldn't sure. have had nearly the butts. It was literally so I don't think that they can capture that same like, well, it's
2: sequelitis, right? In a lot of ways, you try to yeah. you try to get it was such a surprise to everybody, it was a delightful surprise at first. But yeah. the surprise is worn off, and now you're just like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's not <laughs> it that charm. That
1: yeah. Yeah. I finished watching He-Man, by the way. I watched the whole series. First half wasn't quite as good as I'd hoped. Second half was actually quite good. It, oh, does it pick it, up? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's The second half's a lot better. I, I felt like Neil had probably seen it.
3: Yeah. I was going to ask back to Ben if he'd seen uh, both parts, because uh, I presumed you were talking about the Kevin Smith produced one and not the other one. There were two He-Man shows on Netflix in oh, 2021, yeah. Which oh is wow. crazy. No, yeah it, it was
2: the the Kevin yeah. Smith is the one that yeah. I that I watched right
3: so it had like I thought that oh man I my opinion is all over the place on that he-man show but um, but I agree with loop uh, the second part is much better and I do like the fact that we get to find out more about evil Lynn like they go into a bit of her origin you know, if you care, right? I mean, like right, I grew yeah. up a He-Man fan and when I was a kid, I, I haven't liked He-Man since I was like six, you know, but <laughs> but I just thought, hey, great, you know, this is wonderful nostalgia and I never knew this about this character or that character. So that was cool. And, you know, what happens when someone else calls down the power, you know, and, and all that. So, interesting things in part two part one there just wasn't enough he-man and skeletor and i think that just yeah uh, irritated people and they thought it was pushing just female characters only female characters will be you know it's like no 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 but they kind of balance it out in part two but yeah yeah it was it was okay though i'm not gonna say it was great
1: it was also a classic case of like where people only saw the first part and they were all in outrage of it but hadn't seen where it was gonna go like they hadn't seen the full story and when you see the second half of the story it really brings it all together and it was actually quite good second half was i I quite
3: enjoyed the second half a lot more he-man or at least yeah. Prince Adam anyway. In part yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. Good design. All right. Too. Neil, you're up next. Oh, all right. So misses for TV shows. Uh, well, I was going to talk a little bit of trash about certain episodes of Loki that I thought were kind of like, what, you know, like why are they going back and forth here? And, it, and it, of course it all turned out to just be messing with time in the end and splintering, you know, multiverse and all that stuff, all these timelines. Um, so Loki was okay. Uh, I wouldn't put it last, you know, out of all the shows I watched, I'd, probably say lock and key kind of bored me because i i got into that show based on the comic if you guys know lock and key um it's i think it's on netflix and it's a um it's, it's a show about all these magical keys, you know, that allow people to do extraordinary things. They can become super strong or they can become invisible, pass through walls. They can become a ghost. They can do all sorts of things. They can, you know, manipulate people and, and whatnot. So there are these dangerous keys, but they're not really doing a lot with them in season two. <laughs> they're just kind of reminding people that, hey, these things exist and look what they can do. And it's like we already know that from season one. Yeah. So the only interesting thing about Lock and Key, which is in it's actually in the thumbnail little you know trailer that you know when they play a little bit of the uh of the show uh, in the thumbnail of, of the netflix it's this giant spider oh because they've shrunk themselves you can shrink yourself too with these keys and so there's this giant spider which is just a normal spider but it's giant now because they're small and it's like yeah we've seen this before too so it's just it's just really worrying, <laughs> <80s>. i thought <laughs> yeah. it's lucky. was just not that interesting yeah can i just yeah.
1: say something about loki for a second i'm a little worried And this will be trending into 2022, but I'm a little worried about the multiverse with, with, with uh, Marvel only because it's kind of a big concept. And I think like the average Marvel fan is going to be a little confused by it. Like if you haven't read any comics or haven't like, it's just, it just seems like they're, it's just a little too, when you start going into time travel or multiverses, it just, it adds an extra layer of like kind of confusion, I think to people. And I'm just a little worried about where it's heading. Um, with marvel but it's that's just a little side note i just not sure <laughs> we'll, we'll see
3: the little two handle handle go well. right so it's yeah if anything can happen if any character can die here and there then the character's death doesn't really have much weight if it's yeah. oh spider-man from earth 3 is dead oh well you know like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter because you know it's just uh, so i don't know multi i agree with you loop i think it's it's dangerous and the same with what dc's doing with the flash you know it's all very dangerous i think incorporating you know different multiple universes just to please fans of different uh, versions of beloved yeah. characters yeah.
2: i think that marvel's handling it quite well though because they have it's similar to star wars where you can watch the movies and that's all you need and you're not lost if you just watch the movies you don't dive into the you know the novels and the comic books and all that sort of thing i think marvel does a good job with the film universe is still it's bread and butter and it's like the main part of everything you don't necessarily have to watch all the television shows to know what's going on it buffers it a little bit and it like it it explains a lot of it and it sometimes takes its time to make sure that you fully know what's going on like it's it, mm-hmm. it can drag a little bit in the tv programs but i think that marvel is doing a good job and i think you Neil, know, you could like dc we'll see how they do with it because as they've had a bit of a track record of yeah <laughs> trying to emulate what Marvel's doing and not working out nearly as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, see, I think I think that's why I liked Hawkeye so much because to me Hawkeye was almost like a throwback to the early Iron Man type Marvel movies. Like it was just pure action, but a lot of comedy, um, yep. a straightforward story. There was nothing really supernatural happening. It was. It's pure fun like i just yeah you know loki i really enjoyed loki but loki took a lot of thought like a lot of like going back and now what what is what is the tva doing here and why did they and how have they and you know but yeah. hawkeye was just a like pure entertainment it was like yeah. old-fashioned <laughs> iron man type Move like storytelling from marvel. back to basics yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah
3: yeah it was the most grounded of the of all the yes. series of all the marvel shows it yeah. was definitely the most grounded the most realistic of course you know a trick arrow as well that could happen you know like yeah, it's not sure. so not so <laughs> fantastical yeah yeah the yeah.
1: I'll, I'll say like being a marvel fan and reading comics for a long time i i will take the the street level heroes over the like the the supernatural heroes any day of the week. Like I I love like your daredevils and your moon knights and your like those guys that are from the, like protecting the streets of New York. Like it just just has a bit more ground. Like I love the, the bros. Like I love that in the, in the Hawkeye series. Like I love, that's just this group of track suit, like gangsters, you know what I mean? That's who you're, that's who you're going up against. You're not going up against someone who can like, Snap their fingers and get rid of the universe in a second. Like I love that whole aspect of it. But it was, it was. I, I don't know. I'm just a huge Hawkeye fan, a huge street level person. So, yeah. it's it just it's just better
0: storytelling. You can do more with it,
1: and yeah. not have and to rely relatable. on something. But
0: like, yeah. it's just more relatable. Like you, you, you understand Hawkeye. He's a normal guy. He just has a talent for archery (laughs) you know what I mean like he's that's there's just it's a lot more relatable and that's I I, that's where my love of DC came from and my love of Batman because Batman I mean he's obviously got some villains who are a little supernatural as well but for the most part like you know Catwoman and and these people are grounded like they're just regular humans without special powers they're just smart (laughs) and they you know have the funds to build the the worlds that they can inhabit but they you know they're just like us like we could potentially be bruce wayne if we won a lottery or something <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and got in shape and you know <laughs> yeah exactly
0: and we're way smarter than we are <laughs> yeah that's true, that's true so really we
1: couldn't be bruce wayne really, really. <laughs> larry you're you're the last one up for misses and shows
0: okay so one of the one of the saddest misses for me this year because i was so excited about this show i don't know. was don mancini's reboot of chucky I, I I was really excited to, to watch. I'm a huge fan of Chucky. I love the, the Chucky movies, specifically the first three. But I, I really like Chucky. And I was like, okay, Don Mancini is back. Like, he's in control of this thing again. Um, he's going to do it right. This is going to be so exciting. And I literally, I think I made it three episodes in. And each one of those episodes, just to me, got stupider and stupider. And I just... I, I was like this is what have they done like super, Chucky becomes a, like a sidekick for this ki- I mean I know I no, I haven't finished the series so I don't know where it went but Ch- it, it, like it seemed like Chucky was a sidekick um to this kid who was being bullied and he was just you know out of sorts or whatever and so he was like mentoring this kid and but the but the worst moment and I'm not I mean it was spoils a little bit of something but the one of the first kills that Chucky makes God in like episode two i think or something maybe it was even episode one is he's like taking down this guy's father and he kills him by vomiting all over him like like that's not a thing chucky does he doesn't eat he's got nothing in him to come out but he like (laughs) and he vomited this guy to death i'm like okay i mean This is this is a massive stretch. Way too early in the season. <laughs> like, this is not the Chucky The like Chucky is like Batman. He's grounded. He's just he uses a knife and he you know <laughs> doesn't, doesn't have supernatural powers of like regurgitation. That's not as as <laughs> the Chucky a Chucky. The,
2: the Chucky Odyssey is so nuts to me. <laughs> like the first, <laughs> I agree. Like, the first three were great. The next two were so crazy like they were just nuts but then it kind of went back that i thought that uh six and seven were fantastic they were were, yes smaller kind of scale movies yeah and then the reboot was what it was it was fine it wasn't anything super special but yeah i agree i this one just it didn't it didn't really uh interest me all that much as much as i do like chucky stuff and I, i really was surprised at how well they were able to bring back the movie series yeah uh yeah, this one just, it didn't seem
0: like it was worth a lot of time. I don't know. I was so disappointed. I was really excited about about seeing this. I really thought that they were, it was going to be nostalgia. It was going to feel like the old times, but it doesn't. It's just, it's, I mean, the first few episodes aren't even entirely about Chucky. They're about these kids who are having high school angsty issues and
3: things and then Chucky comes to the rescue and help, I don't know <laughs> well, I can defend Chucky slightly because oh, okay. I oh, okay. because, sorry? Uh, yeah, not, not for everyone oh, okay. but it, you had to have seen like cult of Chucky which I don't know was that part six I don't even know but it's yeah. a um it's a sequel series to the films so you do have to know a little bit about what's going on with like Jennifer Tilly and uh right. and whatnot the fact that Brad Dourif came back, you know, to do his voice for yes. Chucky, e the series is fantastic. Uh, yes. I thought the puppeteering was excellent. Yeah. Uh, one of the puppeteers is a guy named Gord Robertson, who uh, I met a long time ago. Shout out to Gord. What's up, Gord? Uh, he's a <laughs> former Jim Henson guy. And... Uh, and uh, no they do a really good job with everything except for I guess like the first couple episodes I agree. So th- this is kind of like a he-man thing almost where I feel like yeah, the first part is not good, but then it does get better. So but if but if the first part puts you off, you're not gonna watch the rest. Right? Okay. You're <laughs> really to watch. So I understand, but it's not a bad show for what it is and it gets better and better and better okay. when they start bringing back like we were talking about like like nostalgia, they actually get into the nostalgia thing. The original kid uh the actor andy the guy that yeah. played andy uh vincent something i think chucky. he's he's back and he's on chucky Aww. and so is um uh, jennifer tilly and uh so is uh uh, uh what's his name's uh daughter brad duruff's daughter plays oh, yeah. a woman who's been possessed by chucky too so th- they changed the rules like you're talking about vomiting and stuff like that that's weird i agree but they changed <laughs> a certain thing where it's like well now chucky can just possess anybody and there could be like multiple Chuckies. so I thought that was a cool idea at least.
0: Oh that's cool. But,
3: well, I'm not saying it's, it's show of the thing. year but it was yeah. It was fun. Okay maybe
0: I'll give it a second chance because that was the other thing Brad Dorff Dorf being back was cool like they didn't if they had changed the voice I would have been I wouldn't have even gone back to the show but the fact that they were bringing all these people that's why I, I had, such a, I had such, such a high bar for this show because everybody was back on board and okay well maybe I'll give it a maybe I will try it. try it again and then it's I'll better than the
3: reboot at least oh, that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, i made it through
1: uh i made it through i know what you did last summer so i think i could make it through chucky <laughs> if i made it through that so it's uh <laughs> i don't know why i watched that but i just did, I um, I did <laughs> so i'll move on now we'll go to movies hits and movies and we'll start with ben
2: oh buddy this is a tough one Damn. okay <laughs> There are some huge ones, so I mean, I think hits, I, I would like to think of like surprising hits. I mean, I expected to love Spider-Man as much as I did, and I truly did. I think that's probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, I was able to see it a couple of times before theater shut down again. So um, that is up there. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong was a surprisingly, like I was really excited for it and I just kind of shamelessly love the Godzilla movies. And I, I loved it, I wa- I wanted to watch, Big, giant monkey punch big giant lizard and that's exactly <laughs> what i got to see and i was i was thrilled with that but as far as um surprises i think the green knight i really really like the green knight uh that you know to be a little a little artsier than godzilla i guess um i was expecting a horror movie i was expecting like uh you know the classic a24 kind of uh horror film and while it's not i wouldn't classify it as a horror movie it still had that intensity it had made me think a lot more than I thought it was going to as generally those a 24 movies do. Um, I, I really, I think that was probably my biggest surprise hit.
1: Yep. Okay. I'm going uh, to go to Larry
0: next on this. Cause you may have similar or. Uh, well I do, I do like green Knight for me was probably my top movie of the year. I loved this thing. I just thought, first of all, I've decided that a 24 is my new favorite studio i will probably go see anything that a24 releases there it's just they i don't think that they've i haven't seen any anything from that studio that i haven't liked no i haven't seen everything that they've released but everything that i've seen from them has been spectacular the one that i am really most excited to see next is called lamb um and it's um, it's on the long list for uh the oscar uh best foreign film um it's a I don't I don't even know how you classify this movie but anyway it's I'll talk about it when I see it. But uh but yeah Green Knight was a total surprise hit for me um because uh it just there, there was so much depth and it was and Dev Patel is I think one of the more underrated actors out he's there. He's great. He, he is just amazing. Like he's from from the time of uh um Oh my gosh, now I just Slumdog lost. Millionaire? Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire? Yes, yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. He just he's just been great like he is a really strong actor and i totally sympathized with this character all the way through so yeah i would i actually saw that one twice in the theater uh because i I was so excited about that one so that (laughs) that was right up there but as far as geeky stuff um i mean there was again there was so much the shang chi the dune the spider-man and they were all good but i have to go with uh ghostbusters afterlife as my, as my biggest hit um because again in this time of weirdness in the world where things are locked down and things aren't progressing nostalgia is so important i feel um, and the ghostbusters afterlife to me brought the nostalgia like they it was a it was a new story with new kids and 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 new characters but the callbacks to the originals and uh, the honoring of of uh um uh, oh, yes uh yeah. was so well yeah. done like they they just you could tell that there was a lot of love in this movie and I was not expecting to be as emotionally impacted by the the way this played out as as I was so I I have to say that it it did a good job it did it it's better. funny you say you weren't expecting to be as
2: mo- as emotionally impacted I fully was like I have loved Ghostbusters as long as I've been alive I'm a yeah. huge Bill Murray fan and Ghostbusters and everything And I was expecting, like, I could feel the tears welling up throughout the whole movie. Like, I just knew that it was going to have a great payoff. I just found there were a couple of issues that I had with it. Overall, I loved it, and I was thrilled with it, and I thought it was a great job. Not like the mom. I thought she was a terrible mom and, like, (laughs) just, like, her character. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I just found, like, she's so it's not even that she's absent when she needs to be so these kids can go on their adventures. She's just, like, aloof. She doesn't care about her kids. Like, like she'll talk about, you know, this project. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's not important. Like, it's just, she was really like off-putting I found in so much of it. But that said you got Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd makes up for everything. He was so good. He was phenomenal.
1: (laughs) I found the mom in it. um, I found, I think she was aloof because she, because she was so mad at her dad and her daughter was so much like him. I think there was just no connection there. And I think, I think she just was so angry at the world through yeah. her whole life, not understanding why her dad would, like, sort of, like, abandon her. I think that's sort of where her series is coming from, but I
2: don't Yeah. I don't know. I, liked, I liked her. I didn't, it. Find, I didn't find there was a big payoff for that storyline. Like, she just, you know, she becomes Sigourney Weaver's character at the end, yeah, and then basically, uh, yep. pops back and it's fine. Like, it was just, I thought it was <laughs> I don't know, but I, I mean, still, that I, it was—it was definitely on the list. I, I knew somebody was going to bring it up.
3: <laughs> Afterlife is that- to Ghostbusters as the Force Awakens is to Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. Um, so, the, the, the one other thing I want to mention about Ghostbusters
0: is the one thing that could have killed that movie but didn't were the mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. Agreed. That, that could potentially have gone completely sideways. Like, they could have been really obnoxious yeah. um, and really goofy and taken you out of the movie, but what they did with them, um, it was almost like a gremlins callback. Like, they were so quirky and, like, so happy to kill each other and so happy to, yeah. to, to die in weird ways it just it was again it was like a throwback to those 80s sort of like like gremlins like it was sure. it was or gremlins 2 even like it was it i just added another level that i wasn't expecting because i really i was not i was so worried about it again it was like in in force awakens with the porgs I was yep. really worried about the porgs, but then they're okay. I you know I can I can handle them. But yeah, those it wasn't those, just merchandising. Yeah, yeah, those little Stay <laughs> <K-pop laughs> Puft Marshmallow merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought they did well. So that there it is. There it is.
1: is. I've got uh, my favorite of the year, and it was just one that it was a Marvel movie that I was sort of a surprise for me it was Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I wasn't like, it's hard when they they bring in a character that nobody knows. And even I, I read Marvel and I hardly, like I know the character, but I don't know him because he's not really attached to any teams like the Avengers or anything like that. So he's sort of a mystery character. To me, he's, he's a fallback of the 70s comics or the early 80s comics, right? Like I didn't really um, know him that well, but I, so good. I thought it was just like, start to finish action packed. It was interesting. I thought the characters were great. I just, I, uh, I was a fun, it's just fun. It was a fun movie start to finish. It was kind of what I would hope. Um, even though I did like this movie, uh, um, snake eyes, I was hoping Snake Eyes would be as good as it, but it obviously on the budget, I, I I will throw out for Snake Eyes. It was, I did like Snake Eyes a lot, actually, but it was, uh, but Shang-Chi was just, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was really good. And I, I, I saw it twice. I thought it was so good. Like visually, like the, the action scenes were awesome. Like, and then I even watched on, um on Disney Plus. So they had like the breakdown of like the kind of behind the scenes of the movie. Like how they did all the stunts and everything, and it was just really interesting how the, it was all put together. Like that bus scene and stuff, it was very very cool. So I, um, I so give it. I, I put on the one of the top movies of the year for for yep. sure for me. So.
0: Um, and of snake eyes.
1: Shang-Chi,
0: yeah, <laughs> Shang Chi and Disney Plus. Um, another because I, I completely agree. I think Shang Chi made it into my top seven. <laughs> 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 I haven't quite figured out this top thing yet. But anyway, uh, My Top 8.5 yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, I love, love that movie. But um, what was cool too when it came to Disney Plus is that it's the first movie probably ever that was presented in IMAX format on a streaming service. So I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when you stream it on um, on uh, Apple, Apple TV. Um, I know, I don't know if this is an Apple TV 4k thing or if it's all Apple TV, but it actually says, um, uh, IMAX presentation. Like, so oh, wow. they, they've taken the full IMAX full screen, um, and the, you know, 70 millimeter quality, uh, and that's how they're presenting it. So I thought that was, that was a bonus too. That was, yeah. so that was pretty cool. So thanks. Yeah, awesome. now, Neil, what's yours? What's your big
1: hit of the year movie wise?
3: My hit of the year is the movie that I went to go see twice in the theater, despite its almost three hours length, and that would be Dune Part yeah. 1. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen Dune, is, have, have all three of you lads seen it? Yeah. Or at least read the book or whatever, you know, like, you know what's going to happen. If you read the book, you know what's going to happen. Um, it does end a bit abruptly. It is basically the Empire Strikes Back here, you know, it's going <laughs> to end on that kind of that... Almost not not quite the same kind of cliffhanger, but but still kind of a thing where it's like now you know Paul and, and Lady Jessica they're on the comeback trail and they're going to avenge uh, Lido and, and everything and, and retake you know the land and the spice for their family. Um, Dune is uh, brilliant. It, it makes me it, it it was it was basically a, a a film class when I watched this movie. Whenever I watch any of Denis Villeneuve's uh, movies, you know Blade Runner twenty forty nine or The Arrival or whatever, you know if I watch any of these movies, whether you like. It or not that much. You got to admit the directing is just amazing. The choice yeah, in really shots really. and the decisions in camera movements that they make, that, that he makes and a cinematographer makes in these movies, unbelievable. And Dune is no exception. It's. I mean, I've, I've never seen the sand shot so well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sandworms, worms. You hate them, right? I hate them. Myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's lots of fun jokes in there. But but what's interesting is that uh, what w- one thing that fascinated me about the movie, and it is such a sprawling masterpiece of a movie, but it's, it's not for everybody. I saw it, the second time I saw it in the theater, there were these chatting Cathy's, you know, these kids that were in the front row on their phones going, blah, 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 this movie's boring, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I know that's a side comment to, the, to my you know the year <laughs> here, but I just got to say, please, please don't go see Dune if you're, you know, if you're going to, you know, chat throughout the movie clearly. Um, so that kind of hurt it a little bit, but, but I realized that obviously it's not for everyone. It's not going to be on everyone's number one, you know, favorite movie of the year, maybe because of that, because it doesn't hold the ADD of some people, I guess. I don't know. It, it just seems like there are there are some slow-building, you know, world-building yeah. moments in this movie where you do have to have that kind of patience. And it's funny for me because I remember the David Lynch film so well. And as not great as that movie is, that's a, you know, that's a nice try, but no cigar kind of, you know, attempt at the adaptation of the novel. Um, it's still, the movie moves along at a nice pace. You got to admit, the original Dune 84, it moves along. This movie moves much slower. So for me, it was kind of like, Okay. All right. It's like, get to the action. No, I want more drama. It's like, <laughs> was like, no. Um, but, but you know, the second time I saw it, I really did appreciate more and more and more of the directorial choices, the execution of the movie, the music, the acting, everything was top. So yeah. definitely film of the year. I really loved Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings as well. So mm-hmm. thank you, uh, loop for mentioning that one. Cause that was a killer movie. And uh, I didn't get to go to the theater for that one. Uh, I saw it at, uh, on Disney Plus when it came out there. So I was kind of thankful for that, too. Um, so there were some good, good films. Ghostbusters Afterlife, like I said, it's, it was a reunion special. It was very, you know, <laughs> but it was good. It, it did the nostalgia thing right. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid, though, that the nostalgia thing is so popular now that we're going to get other franchises, beloved things that we loved growing up. And they're gonna bring everybody back, you know, Cobra Kai style or whatnot. And you know, unlike Cobra Kai, unlike Cobra Kai, they're gonna do a bad job. I'm afraid they're gonna do yeah. a bad job with with bringing back all these characters and and just like, okay, well, nostalgia is everything, guys. So let's just bring back everything. And you know, yeah. some of it's gonna be crap. So I'm a little worried about that. But yeah. anyway, Dune Part One. That's my uh, that's my. For sure That's i'm worried hand. about when they
1: do mama's family and they try to bring it back it's uh <laughs> i'm not going to be happy with that but we'll see what happens oh. you know when they when they do it together
3: but <laughs> so let's or go to Academy or something. yeah yeah know. exactly
1: let's go to misses and movies uh neil we're gonna start with you
3: okay uh, Misses and movies. um didn't see too many bad ones but because <laughs> people say no it's bad don't see it I heard bad things about the matrix, you know, resurrections, but I can't say, cause I haven't seen it, so I can't comment that. I can say that I saw a movie on Netflix that was, uh, that had a really wonderful cast, uh, no, pretty much an all female cast almost. And it's a movie called uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, and there's, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful actress, actresses in this movie or actors in this movie, Karen Gillan, uh, Carla Gugino. I mean, you know, there's wonderful, wonderful actresses here. But the movie's horrible. It is oh, horrible. No. Lena Headey's oh. in it too. It's horrible movie. I try to watch it. It's about this girl, Karen Gillan, who gr- grows up, you know, uh, her mom leaves her because her mom's an assassin. And there's all these evil men that are out to get them. Paul Giamatti is this guy you think is on their side. He's kind of like the Bosley to their Charlie's Angels. But no, no, he's a complete <laughs> scumbag as well. I just thought the movie itself was bad, even without, you know, any kind of agenda, conspiracy or anything like that. It was, it was, it was just a bad... Revenge movie, a bad assassin movie. Like the fight scenes were ridiculously slow, like bad Matrix, you know, kind of <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. It was just horrible movie. <laughs> I love the actors, but yeah, Gunpowder Milkshake, avoid. <laughs> All right.
1: duly noted. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, my uh, my miss this year was, and I love this horror series, but this this movie was terrible. It was Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I don't oh. know if you guys saw the th- that last Conjuring movie. I'm I, really
0: this. bad no okay this is interesting i
1: every time i watch a conjuring movie i always get back into the ed and lorraine Lor- uh, warren sort of mythology and like i start yeah. looking them up again to find out all yeah. cases they had and whatnot yeah. but this one it, it, it doesn't involve a haunted house and that's my first problem with this one it's based on a oh. case it was the very first case where they uh um, someone used demonic possession as a um in court and saying that i was possessed so it's it's a real case there it's based on but the problem is there's not enough there to make a movie from. And they're trying to add this woman that does witchcraft and is trying to like possess them. And, and, and and put curses on them. And it just, it just didn't have the best part about the Conjuring movies is that it's a haunted house and Ed and Lorraine come in and try to, and try to fix it. And it, yep. this one wasn't like that. And it was just, it failed. It was just a fail for me. Like I just didn't like it at all.
2: I, was, I saw I was, from the trailers, it looked like it was almost like a courtroom drama. Is there a lot of courts, there's
1: no, there's barely any courtroom in it either that was the weird thing cuz it's based on a court there's what there's one two scenes in it the rest of it's yeah. this woman doing this witchcraft and trying to and trying to put curses on everybody and i'm like and there's a demon involved in it as well that jumps from person to person and i just thumbs down it was just it is just, the, the, the beauty of those movies is the haunted house thing like do amityville do whatever the other haunted houses they did but it was too much about them and not enough about the haunted house and what they're trying to solve in it. So I just, it was very, it was, not well, well executed at all. Like it just wasn't yeah. that great, but I do love, I love those it. guys as them, but I just,
0: yeah. you know, I feel like it would be cool to see a Conjuring movie based on the Amityville incident because weren't the Warrens involved in that? They were. I, thought- I don't know if yeah. they were actually in the
1: case, like if they actually investigated it or they came in later to kind of give their
0: two cents on it. I'm not sure. They may have come. They may have come in later. I just think that would be a, a cool like if they're gonna reboot Amityville reboot it as a in part as, as part a, of the conjuring universe like yeah. to show the investigation side rather than like we've already seen the haunting like we saw it in the Amityville but to see like an investigator come in and actually try to figure out what's happening that would be a cool take on the uh That's yeah. side. one sheet that <laughs> <laughs> yep i'm going to I'll, yeah. I'll get i'll get my elevator pitch ready <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the one thing with uh, if you really dig into and lorraine lauren too they're not quite as like cool as they are in the movies oh. i just want to mention that if you've never if you've looked into them at all like they're they're not quite that cool there's a lot of kind of weird things going on behind the scenes with them that like is never mentioned in the movies but the uh it's uh anyways i just was like no it's no. I, I like conjuring this one i just off my list it's not that great uh-huh. all right ben what what's uh, what didn't you like this year
2: The more I think about it, the more I dislike it, Uh, The Eternals. I could not, I could barely sit through that movie. I was antsy throughout the whole thing, waiting for something interesting or fun or remotely worth
3: (laughs) I I feel bad
2: saying that, but the more I think about it, the more I realize. like, I felt I wasted my time going to the movies to see that. I I mean, there's such a fringe group of characters. I didn't know much about them ahead of time. Uh, I know, obviously, what they were getting at. I was most excited by Harry Styles at the very end, but like for 30 seconds of a movie, <laughs> you yeah. know, I just, I, I couldn't get into it. And I felt, I was surprised at the negative reviews when they first came out until I saw the movie and I was like, oh, I, I totally get it. It's not, <laughs> it's just not the caliber of of the other Marvel movies that we get. And I, as much as I appreciate an art house Marvel movie, I just don't think it, it worked for me.
1: (laughs) Again, being a comic lover, they're very seventies characters. Like they were kind of created around in the sixties, I think seventies, they were created. And, uh, they're not that, they were never that interested in the comics. So I don't know why of all, like they could have done the Inhumans. There were so many different groups they could have done. I don't know why they picked them. I just, I still don't know why. But well,
0: the, the only thing that I can assume is that they are going to be important in when it comes to the multiverse. Like that's, yeah. they're just, they're just introducing these, these characters because there's something more, but they just, they, it was like a two and a half hour long movie that literally could have been an, a 90 minute movie and actually probably been pretty good. Um, yeah, because yeah. there was so much backstory that didn't go anywhere, that I, I just was like, I don't, I it didn't. Even in two and a half hours, they didn't give you enough time to care about any of the individual people. Like I that, literally yeah. did not connect with a single character in that two and a half hours. I just, I thought maybe one of them I'd be like rooting for or excited to see more of, and I literally, I like if you were to ask me now to name the group or to, to I couldn't, I just, I don't remember. Like it's. It's like it naming just someone just from
1: Maroon 5 other than, uh, than the lead singer. Yes. Like you just can't do yeah. it. Like, like, exactly.
0: <laughs> then Adam exactly. Levine, that's it. Oh, you can name. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was such a shame because um, uh, Chloe, uh, what's her last name? Chloe Chow. Chow. Like Nomadland I thought was phenomenal. Like I thought I was really, intrigued by that and i and i got emotionally connected to the to uh um uh the characters in this movie and and i thought okay she's she really knows how to build character and how to you know tell a story with simplicity like there was because that was such a simple story um and and it was very nicely told and the pacing was and then it's almost like you know just because you can make a movie doesn't mean you can make a marvel movie uh, because they're so different, like there's the budgets are ridiculous, and they're just they're just it's just a different monster, and I just don't know that she could she. I think she's better at telling the simple story, <laughs> and yeah. you know, it just it was it was way too, too complicated. There's way too much going on that was totally would, superfluous. Like it just didn't make any sense.
1: Would this been better as a series than a, than a movie? Yes. If someone, if someone made this as a series, I almost think it would have. There's just so much going on in it. I think you need that time to sort of develop things a little further but again I'm like I I enjoyed it enough like I thought it it was there was parts I liked about it but then the more I thought about it after I left I was like it's as a whole it didn't it left me empty like I was like it didn't add anything other than like the possible Black Knight which I I liked from the comics but um, I'd rather seen him in the movie (laughs) as the as the Black Knight than the rest of it but
0: well that's I mean and that's the thing and the, the only thing that I I'm holding on to with this movie is that Marvel is so good at knowing their path do you know what I mean like they know what is coming there they know like probably 10 years from now what yeah. their storylines are going to be so there was yeah. a reason to do this like somebody in the Marvel Studios said yes this is the story we need to tell because it's going to be important down the road it's like it's like um uh Black Widow um Black Widow was an okay movie but it didn't need to be done like it wasn't there was there was nothing it didn't move the story along at all however it introduced Yelena um yeah. and built her character and now she's part of Hawkeye's story and she'll obviously continue so it was really it was really a Yelena movie um so there it's was crazy to story. me to
2: think that they're dropping a hundred million dollars yeah. in a movie to set up something else like it's not yeah I, I think that their confidence was not high with the Eternals especially I think Black Widow was was an odd bit of timing well more than yeah. anything yeah. but yeah I think with the Eternals like I think you're right that it's setting up things that are going to be more important and more hopefully more fun in the future <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the thing is though with the Eternals is like three movies from now they're going to show up in someone else's movie and we're all going to be oh my god it's the Eternals it's like right now we're like ah whatever but it's like Coming up, I bet you ten to one we're gonna freak out when they show up in somebody's yeah. movie <laughs> in, in a in a in a cut scene at the end or something. Like it's like <laughs> well, it, it's, so that's it's the
0: thing that, Yeah, I feel like it. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's the kind of movie that after you know this phase of the Marvel you know universe is complete we can go back and say oh okay yeah. that's now i get it now i understand why they had to set them up like this why some of their flashback stories were important you know it's like the um, the budapest story with uh with hawkeye and and uh and black widow you know they kept talking about it talking about it and then there was some you know reveal in in the black widow movie i feel like maybe some of those backstories will come into play down the road. That's that's all I can hope. I mean all I can think is that there there's a reason for it. Like I have I have complete faith in Marvel cuz they they really have not in the t- 12 years. How long? When did the first Iron Man come out? 06. 06. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they in all of this time, they have they haven't really tripped and fallen at all. I mean, it's really rare and to have something like this in such a big scale fail so miserably. I just I don't I feel like maybe we're all collectively missing something.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, who knows? Just oversaturation <laughs> of Marvel products and heroes and too many to keep track of now. So well, that's yeah. part of it too. Well, I said I said
1: almost every actor in Hollywood's now playing a Marvel character. Like who yes. left? Like, who's, yeah. who's left to play any of these guys? Like they're, they're I saw out. a list
2: online of uh, actors who play in both DC and Marvel. It's a huge list of people who are in DC and Marvel projects. And yeah. then you get, like, uh, Sean Gunn, who's in almost everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all there is nowadays. Like, I mean, if you're going to yeah. make a movie, it's probably going to be a, a Marvel or a, or a Sony, you know, Marvel. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's where the money is. That's where the agents are going to start sending their their people
1: All right, Larry, you're up next for uh, misses in movies.
0: Well, that was it. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. Eternals was Eternals was it? I was just following Ben on that one. Yeah. Yeah, Eternals Eternals was it? (laughs) All right,
1: we're stamping Eternals. Big miss this year. (laughs) Big miss this year. But still, actually, not bad. Um, (laughs) what?
0: (laughs) No. All right, let's go hits with other. Um, we're gonna we'll start with Larry on this one. Well, I think so. I was thinking back to like what made 2000. one really exciting for me and it's actually I think I may have had the same uh thing in our 2020 review it was just the return to movie theaters like it was just getting back and this year right near the end of the year uh when numbers were low they fully opened movie theaters so you could finally go to see a movie in an like an IMAX theater that was full capacity so that you were in there with you know, three hundred people who were cheering when Spider Man did something, or you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and really, that is such a difference. Like, I mean, movie theaters were open for for the whole year, but there were limitations. So a lot of the movies I saw, I'd see with like four other people in the in this in the theater, and it was quiet, and it was you know I might have been watching, I might as well have been watching it at home, other than it was big screen and you could eat popcorn. But it really, there really is something about being with 400 people who are like-minded, who are excited and cheering. And it's just, there's nothing like it. So for me, that was a big, it was a nice return. Unfortunately, as of the date of this recording, we're back into a situation where our theaters are closed. And so we don't have that. Um, So I tried my best to fit in like all the movies I wanted to see and I, and I managed to, I, I got to see uh, matrix and Dune And like all of the, uh, there, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything left on the table for me when they closed the theater. And I did that on purpose. Cause I knew it was coming. So I'm really, so I'm excited for 2022 for the theaters to open up again. Cause there's a lot of big stuff and I want to share that with people. So yeah. that's that was my, that was my big hit of 2021.
1: <laughs> when I, when I saw Spider-Man, that was the first movie I'd been to in a long time where people were cheering yeah. like at every little thing that was going on and the like oh, yeah. freaking like people were freaking out like i went one of the first nights it was open and people were freaking out over every reveal everything going yeah. on in it and it was fun like i was like this is like what theaters this is why theaters exist right here and i, I i'm totally with you I, i'm glad they came back this year yeah
0: yeah that was a big one
1: all right so um uh ben hits uh with other
0: Um,
2: I got to give it to, uh, Super Mario. (laughs) I have had such (laughs) fun in 2021 with Super Mario. My son is going to be eight in a couple of weeks, but he is just obsessed with, um, with all sorts of Super Mario games. We, I got, um, Paper Mario for Christmas, which is a 2020 game, but it's still, I've been playing it in 2021. Um, but like we, we've gone back and even the, there was, um, Super Mario 3d world was a game that came out in the summer, I think. And we picked it up. I didn't even realize it was a brand new game when we got it. And it's just so fun. It's still as, as simple as ever, but then extremely complicated. And oh, yeah. it goes from you can play it and have a, like a casual good time or you can drive yourself absolutely crazy over some <laughs> of the levels and some puzzles and stuff like that. And I just in a, a, another year where it's been, you know, we're not going out and hanging out with our friends nearly as much as we normally do it's been a lot of home time. It's been a lot of time in front of the screens and on the switch. And it's just, Mario has taken up a large part of my 2021 and I love it. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome.
1: Uh, One of my hits this year was the trend of animation. Like the, the more animation shows. Like I love, I, I, I liked he man. I thought it was good. Transformers. Um, but also invincible. We haven't talked about invincible yet. And, uh, it was so like, I, I wish I know everyone likes to do like, uh, have real people play these characters from these comics, but that storytelling in Invincible was as good as anything I had seen. And yeah. I'd like to see more comics turned into like, like into animation and, and be told that way. Cause it just it was so much more you could do. And the voice acting was amazing in it. And I just oh, in- Invincible was just like so good. I'd like to see more of that happen, but I'm glad that was able to come out this year. And I first saw it, I was like, I didn't really know much about it. And I started watching it and I was booked on Invincible, and I binge that thing like nobody's business, but I, I like the, the fact that these things are, are coming out. And uh, I know um, 2022, there's supposed to be a uh, G.I. Joe series, which I'm a little scared about, but uh, it's uh, um, but I'm waiting for that stuff, too. But I, more of the animation man, more of that. I bring it on. Like, I love it. It's, it's awesome.
0: I just, I just want to add one quick thing onto that. Um, so one other thing I did in 2022, right at the end of the year, uh, speaking of animation, um, my son's girlfriend is a massive anime fan like yeah. huge like subscribes to Crunchyroll, roll um and <laughs> huge and oh, yeah, so, my kids too yeah so she's gotten my son into it and this is something when loop and i have gone to like fan expo and comic cons we always talk about we always talk about the fact that there's anime stuff everywhere like like so much stuff and it's really cool but it's so overwhelming and it looks really neat but how do you even get involved in it like where do you start with anime because there's just so much and it all is so confusing um so anyway the the one that that they are really into is called um demon slayer um i don't know if you guys have heard of this one this one is yeah, i think think my kids might watch it it's it is massive like it is literally a like a like a uh phenomenon in japan they did they did a survey of japanese uh, the population of, of japan and 97.8 percent of the population of japan knows of this show like literally i mean millions even if they don't watch it regularly everybody knows this thing <laughs> and it was yeah. brand new to me at the end of the year I, I had never heard of it so anyway I started binging it um because there's only one season out right now or sorry a season and then part of season two and um there's a, a movie uh feature length movie that came out in 2021 so I can that technically fits um that I haven't watched yet but um uh, the movie has like 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and 98% user like you know so it's huge anyway it's really really good I would I would highly recommend uh if you're interested in anime in the least um Demon Slayer it's on Netflix uh it's it's a mix of sort of hand-drawn and CG so it feels like three-dimensional um but it's super cool and it's all sort of samurai based and it's it's a it's a really cool thing too so that just goes along with your animation side
1: is it one is it one of your top 11 animated shows of the year
0: um it would probably be in my top one okay animated- oh really okay Perfect. <laughs> yeah. the only one i watched. great yeah.
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> right, Neil, over to you
3: <laughs> all right so uh just best anything from 2021 yeah, best anything uh, yep. other, than, other than we've already spoken about of course uh well i mean I just, 2021 was such a, yeah, it was such a rough year, especially from April to July or so, right? And in, in here in Ontario anyway, um, I'm just kind of like, Larry, you know, I just want to feel kind of thankful for the vacations that I got. <laughs> because <laughs> last year, last year, I had a uh, financial job for a, for a while It was full time. And a lot of people quit because of the pandemic or because it just wasn't a great company, you know, whatever the yeah. case. Um, And so, <laughs> so I was left doing like these 12 hour shifts all the time. And, and I was like, Oh, great. I'm like, making lots of money. But have no life and I have nothing and there's nothing to do. And uh, you know, a bunch of unfortunate, you know, things, you know, certainly happened last year, you know, and I uh, just oh so many things have bummed me out. So I was so, so relieved when I actually got to have guys, I got to have pretty much the, the perfect Christmas last year last month. Uh, like I'm I'm just gonna be grateful for that because the year before that was virtual Christmas, right? So oh, that's was, right, yeah like what we're doing now which is perfectly fine you know it's great to see you guys but i think we all miss the in-person touch you know especially when it comes to your family and christmas and i didn't get to see my my family in christmas 2020 so 2021 we spent the whole year planning this and uh, we wound up staying at my uh, sister and brother-in-law's place in Belleville. And I just happened to get the, like, I I left that old crappy financial job. I'm a cameraman now with the Raceway, as you may know. But um, so I have a a job that allows me the time to go see them. And also just the fact that it was smooth sailing. There was no traffic. There was no problems. There was no nothing. You know, nobody, nobody, luckily, you know, like, God bless and everything. Like, nobody was sick. Nobody was nothing. You know, everyone was smart and cool. And it was perfect. It was perfection. It was like one of those, uh, you know, Christmases from the 80s that you grew up in, i'm so lucky and i had a perfect christmas because i was a kid <laughs> and i got yeah. toys but this year it was about just people and just being around the closest people yeah. to me and i was just so thankful for that so i'm just thankful that things aren't worse i guess you know things were things were pretty good at, at, at portions of time during what was a really rough year
1: so, so what misses did you guys have last year I, i'll start this one off it's yeah. this lawrence uh recommended this book to me and it's this one here <laughs> <laughs> it's called light of the jedi it's like this high republic section of mar or of uh, star wars they're doing now which is takes place like thousand years before everything that's going on this book was terrible it was like, <laughs> yeah. i've never read a book that i was so disinterested in like from <laughs> top to finish and then i found out you didn't even read the book i did i, I, did.
0: I only have 150 <laughs> pages left that's about <laughs> half. half the book <laughs> <laughs> oh we've all come to realize that i just i don't read <laughs> i like to think i read so i buy this books is, and this and is in the them. beginning of the year oh this book is awesome oh my god
1: this is so good i'm like all right i'll get it this sounds great and i was like this is i, I don't like this is my thing with star wars and i love star wars but move ahead with it, with it like i want to see what's going on now like i want to see what's heading where we're heading to not this I, I hate when they keep going back to the past all the time and and there's nothing happening in this like there's nothing really like the jedi dominate everything like there's like they're they're too powerful like it's, there's nothing really in it that's that's interesting there's no characters to really grasp onto in it it's just like there's all these characters they introduce at the beginning of the book and i'm going to save you from reading it and they all die in the first like so the first chapter is this person I'm like oh this seems like a cool character dead next chapter oh this this character seems awesome. Dead. Next it just went on and on like that. And I'm like, who's the main character in this book? I don't know. And I don't care. So I've read it. I've done it. There you go. Hi, high republic. Crap. Go on. <laughs>
2: i'm so angered about this book
1: i just think it's just a section of star wars we don't need to know about it's it, there's nothing there's nothing there it's like i don't need to know about every little piece of star wars like just move the story ahead just keep i want to know what's going on now in star wars like um anyways that's my whole that's my beef on star wars Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! okay ben you're next after that scathing <laughs> <Stay> report <laughs>
2: um I uh I struggled this year I think my biggest miss is the biggest part of my life is collecting records I think and I had such a struggle with uh the prices of a lot of it Uh, I think we may have even touched on this last year but um with exclusives and you know and this goes with anything collectible like this isn't just final this could be anything that you collect uh prices have gone up like a crazy amount the exclusivity has become such a joke where it's like it's impossible to find and then when you do find it it's like 10 times the price that it it should be um I struggle with that a lot and you know with jobs getting cut back and seeing prices skyrocket everywhere to to have like the joy in your life become so expensive yeah (laughs) it's just been nuts like it was one of those things that you know when we and obviously you're you're a huge collector too and you can attest to this like when you start the collection process and you know you think this is gonna be a fun uh, time uh you know a little time killer it's also a huge money killer <laughs> i don't oh, know what to get myself into
1: yeah i bought uh, it was like the uh, 40th an- is it 40th anniversary of Acton baby or of like yeah, album. The 40? I, yeah I, I, I bought 30 i bought it 30 <laughs> oh, like, yeah yeah yeah. I would yeah, so be, yeah yeah so i bought it and it was like 60 bucks like for the yeah. album like it was expensive like it might even more than that like like 66 or something and i'm like but then oh. it's like the collector in me is like, oh, I, it's one of my favorite U two albums. I'm like, oh, I gotta get it. And so I like, yeah. so I got it. But I'm like, it's yeah.
2: Way too at the expensive. risk of, like- of always bringing up Bowie. Um, he <laughs> they've been releasing like era box sets, so generally like five albums at a time, sort of thing, or five years of his output in these eras. And they've run. I think you can find some of the older ones for 250 um and the new one came out and it's the exact albums that i don't have that are really really hard to find and they released it and it's 550 dollars for basically oh, the same sets uh that they've had before it's just like hey ooh,
1: they're I'm gouging they're gouging this. for sure like yes yeah. it's, it's and, and plus like bowie just sold his whole like didn't he sell the his whole catalog yeah yeah the so whole ex- back catalogs yeah so expect another whole glut of stuff coming out right like they're Absolutely. gonna it's like the, the print stuff like they just Keep releasing these like uh deluxe editions, right? And that's like yeah, I think sign of the Times" cost me like four or five hundred dollars for like I the deluxe. I mean, mind you, there's sixty extra tracks in it, and it was like a massive box set. But I mean, it's still overpriced. Like
0: so five sung there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. seriously, <laughs> oh,
2: so ridiculous.
1: But if you're a fan of that group or like it's It's it's, yeah it's hard to pass by it's like you have to and then you start seeing people online that have it and you're like oh why didn't I buy that and it's like then you feel like you're not as big a fan and I don't know. I have (laughs) have a lot of issues I have a lot of issues (laughs) 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 but I know I I hear yeah it's like they're just the prices are way too high for vinyl right now and it's it's just getting it's getting worse it's just getting worse so all right (laughs) it's so dumb um Mrs. Uh,
3: Neil. Uh, Food couriers, uh, you know, food delivery has become like kind of like dominant in my life, uh, especially (laughs) before when I was working those 12 hour shifts I was talking about. And I, you know, didn't really have too much time to get to the grocery store before it closes and all that. That's my excuse. And um, and so I would have food delivery all the time and to my apartment as well. But unfortunately, Skip the Dishes is my least favorite courier. (laughs) Some of them are really good. Some of them are good. But Skip the Dishes is the worst because they, they skip the service sometimes too. Okay? They, <laughs> sometimes they, sometimes they skip your drink. Sometimes they skip your, you know, part of your meal. Sometimes they forget you all together and then you have to call them. Um, the quality control of that job must be so difficult, you know, for people in charge that just be like, like, what, what do you mean you forgot the Pepsi? What do you mean you forgot the hot sauce? What is, you know, like they, they forget things. They, they drop things in my apartment. Actually, this is really bad and this only happened <laughs> one time, but it happened last week. I ordered some BK, okay, because yeah. they got the cherry coke, right? So I ordered uh, <laughs> me a whopper meal and I go downstairs and I, I get the text right away and I go downstairs immediately. I'm not dawdling or nothing, not making the guy wait. He literally came in and he and I get downstairs and I see this other guy, this Jake Paul looking guy. Seriously, I had like the blonde hair and everything <laughs> was a young guy. And he comes at me and he and, and he's he's carrying a Burger King bag. Yeah. And I go, oh, are you from Skip the Dishes? And he goes, no. And I go, oh, did you get Burger King 2 right now? And he goes, no. What? Is that <laughs> like food? And I see the uh, the receipt. Uh, oh, this is my meal. Thanks for trying to grab it. Ah! Skip guy, it's it's the Skip guy's fault because he handed it to him. He doesn't know who he's <laughs> handing it to. So like I said, there's no quality control here. I'm uh, sorry, I don't want to sound like a, you know, a Yelp review or uh, go off on a <laughs> rant or something here. But I'm telling you, it's like, Wow, like not all the couriers do that, but Skip the Dishes did that and I ordered way too much like an idiot from them all year, you know, proud of convenience, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so many times, just too many times have they failed. So I'm done with them. I don't I don't deal with them at all. <laughs> I literally just I either go right to the source, you know, right to the original yeah. business and order delivery from them or one of the better couriers, but that was <laughs> a big, that wasn't the biggest bad thing that happened in 2021 buying a strategy. It was a bad year, <laughs> but but that's the one I'll I'll bitch about. That's the one I'll complain about right now. So
2: i struggle with food delivery stuff i spoke to um somebody worked at uh, angel's diner and they said like the the markup on skip or on any of them like the food itself is more expensive the business doesn't make because skip and all of those couriers they actually like demand a discount sort of thing so they're the the restaurants are selling their food for less than they would but then skip charges you more and you've got delivery fees you've got the mandatory optional tip (laughs) you know like it's just it adds up so quickly and i feel feel bad for the businesses because they're almost like they're kind of cornered in this way where they got to get rid of their food they don't want it to just sit there and go bad but skip has such a stranglehold on on i think
1: okay i'm starving now Uh, larry go on
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right i only have one miss okay oh no that is that I introduced the High Republic to Loop. <laughs> <laughs> that is my only miss because <laughs> <laughs> Was that a pretty good year then. <laughs> because the first hundred pages that I read, <laughs> I really liked. Okay, and, I, and and I love the fact that they're going back in time. Like I think it's cool. I think it's going to be cool to see where this all came from, and and uh, you know what, what, like the the. Sith and Jedi battles and the the wars and the, all of those sorts of things. I'm. It's almost to me. It's like a Game of Thrones in Star Wars land. Like that's that's the way I look at it. So I'm really excited about it. So I, I regret having
2: introduced it. Can I borrow that book?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you more.
0: I'll drop it
3: off. Seriously, if you want it. There's dragons in Star Wars anyway, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just
0: like yeah. that. That's my biggest regret of 2020 <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad.
1: <laughs> every year my miss has something to do with you like yeah, last year last year was my yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why i listen i do not know why i listen to you I don't <laughs>
2: know. all right
1: really <laughs> let's move on to what you're excited for in 2022 in the land yeah. of geek um because there's lots going on and, and lots have been announced and i'll start it off uh i'm excited about salem's lot this year they're doing a Salem's Lot movie. It comes out in on September 9th, twenty twenty two, and based on just how much I loved it, and uh, some yeah. of the other stuff that Stephen King projects, they've really uh, upped the game on it. And I, I, I love, I like the miniseries, but I think I've read the book, and I think they could do so much more with it. And I, I'm look really looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, Salem's Lot this year. I think it's it's, uh, I, I'm quite excited about it. I think it's a great story, and I think it, it's it'll it'll come um, across better with better special effects as well. Um, for this year. So that's mine for this year. What about you, Larry?
0: <clears throat> well, of course, everything goes back to Star Wars with me. Okay. <laughs> so, I am super excited if they keep on schedule about the uh, TV shows that are scheduled for. 2022, the in in the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus, we have a lot of them. So um, this is like this is like the Marvel universe in Star Wars terms for uh, for TV. So uh, of course we Boba the book of Boba Fett continues into into 2022. Then uh, late summer we've got Andor. Based on Cassian oh, yeah. Andor from uh, from Rogue One. Um, then uh, Obi the Obi Wan Kenobi series drops this year. There hasn't been a date given yet, but that one comes this year. Um, the Bad Batch season two uh, is happening this year, and season one of the Bad Batch was fantastic. It was good. It was an- really good. Talk about good. animation uh, yeah. and good animated. Uh, storytelling that was i thought it was fantastic so i love that season two comes out this year and of course mandalorian season three uh is expected to drop late 2022 so we're getting back to the mando series um which everybody is excited about so there is a lot of star wars this year and quite honestly i mean if they continue with the quality of their storytelling on tv i'm okay with a delay in the movies like just change your focus and, and put them all on TV. I mean, first of all, you get longer stories, you get like six to eight hours of storytelling uh, per, per series, as opposed to like a two hour movie. Um, And the, the quality is just, remarkable i mean the, i it's it's almost like you know in the past you'd you'd wait to see something on the big screen because they could do so much more with special effects well they they've transferred all that to tv <laughs> so yeah. you know so i'm just i'm so excited about this year in in uh, the star wars universe and to see how i just cross my fingers that they that they keep up the quality because uh it's it's really this is like a golden era of of star wars content
3: let's just keep it going all righty neil what do you say uh most anticipated of 2022 uh well uh right away this month there's a show coming back called resident alien and uh, i kind of plugged this show last year when i did this (laughs) with you guys last year um it's a show about an alien uh played by alan tudyk uh and he's uh, supposed to destroy the earth but he winds up falling in love with this little town uh in the midwest uh, usa and uh and it's really funny because you know he just goes straight forward and does things that you would think uh, an alien would do. That doesn't care about you know courtesy you know or anything like that. They just plows right through you know life or whatever he's doing. He doesn't care about other people. He's here to destroy them anyway. But he does eventually learn to kind of love some of them. And uh, in season one, he winds up kind of betraying his his fellow aliens and and it does not blow up the earth and tries to go back, but one of the kids stows away on his ship, so now he has to go back to Earth. So so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that coming back. A lot of other shows that are coming back. Of course, too many to name, really. Um, I think The Walking Dead is ending this year, is it? It is. Yeah, it'll be the final. Over, finally. Over, over. Um, So I'm going to watch that just because I'm going to, might as well, right? I've I've seen so much of it already. Um, uh, There's a video game called Stray coming out that's uh, about a cat you play a, a stray cat, and uh, I've, I've seen the trailers for it. And it's way more interesting than it sounds. It's actually <laughs> fascinating. I, I think it's going to be a big hit, quite frankly.
0: Cool.
3: Um, and a uh, couple other things. Oh, I'm going to forget, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Obi-Wan, come on. you know How could you not be oh, excited yeah. for that? Especially yeah. since we got Hayden Christensen, fellow Canadian boy, you know, uh, coming back uh, as Darth Vader, but not as flesh. I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything about the show. But yeah. we'll see, and of course, who could you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the way. Right? So, yeah. uh, also, Sandman—that was the one I was going to forget. Oh right, uh, yes. They're adapting Sandman, and uh, I think that's this year on Crave. I think, um, like uh, HBO Max or something. I'm not even sure. Um, I have to look more into it. But but that's something I've been looking forward to for a while since I love those old Neil Gaiman comics. And uh, I hope it's good. Uh, you know, it looks good so far from what I've seen. Uh, I hope they don't botch the end like they did with Preacher, but, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, hopefully it's a good adaptation. So yeah, just too much to look forward to uh, entertainment-wise in 2022. But those are my picks. All right.
2: And finally, Ben, what,
3: what are you looking forward to?
2: I think a lot of the tentpole movies I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing how the new Batman movie is going to turn out. I, um, I had this conversation. Everybody's always a little hesitant when a new actor is announced. Robert Pattinson seemed like a bit of an odd choice, but um, it's looking like it's coming together really nicely. The trailers are all really, really cool. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, Colin Farrell as as a penguin looks incredible. And it, did they already greenlight like a spinoff? Is he going to have his own show or something? I think.
0: <laughs> oh yes, I had heard that. Yeah, the, yeah, like,
2: yeah. So I mean, yeah. you talk about confidence behind something. I guess they're really thinking this is going to turn out really well. Really looking forward yeah. to that. Really looking forward to uh, Doctor Strange um i like the idea of like the uh the horror elements that they're going to bring to it sam raimi as the director oh yeah that'd be good wanda and and i'm cautiously optimistic on jurassic world i still like the jurassic world movies i loved the first one yes fallen kingdom was all right i i didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did but uh yeah (laughs) 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 but even so what's that
3: that was the worst one for me. It was Fallen Kingdom for sure. I
2: think it might be the worst one. Yeah, but that's still—I mean—it's a pretty high bar, I think, for a lot of those drafts. So I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to this. I—I like the idea of uh, what they're doing with everything now, bringing back old casts and new casts and combining them. I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so many, so much good stuff. I almost forgot Moon Knight too. I'm like super
0: stoked oh, yeah. about that.
1: Until you said Salmon, I totally forgot about Moon Knight. Like, that's like that might be my thing. I'm most excited about because I just I've read the comics for years and I'm just excited to see what the uh the Batman spin-off uh Moon Knight is it, everybody calls calls him Batman, like it's the Marvel's Batman or something. But <laughs> yeah, it's totally different than Batman. Okay, guys. So well, the Dark Knight, uh, it's the Moon Knight. Yeah, it's the Moon <laughs> it's Knight. Right. He's just different, He's yeah, a little it's different. Totally different. Uh, no, I, I'm really excited about that movie or that
0: uh disney plus show i think it's going to be really plus cool so. yeah oh so. uh, one other thing i wanted to mention that i'm super excited about that i was also super excited about in 2021 <laughs> okay maybe even 2020 i'm not really sure i don't know if it went back that far is um uh top gun maverick i knew um, you were gonna say I, that once you started uh, saying how far back yeah i've I, I, 19 originally it, yeah it just kept, and every year wow. i'm super excited about it and every year it keeps, it keeps getting pushed so now it's been pushed i think it's in may of this year i think that's where it is um uh but i am so i just i'm i love the original top gun this one looks like they're gonna keep the nostalgia like neil like you were saying it's it's all about nostalgia and i think that they're they're keeping the nostalgia of of uh The the Top Gun. As soon as the music started playing, and you saw the action, and the fact that Tom uh, Tom Cruise is now actually flying, like learn to fly one of these jets, uh, that's crazy to me. So I'm I'm really excited. I just hope that this is the year it actually happens. (laughs) If not, I'm going to put it on my list for 2023.
1: (laughs) Well, that is it. That's the show. Uh, Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you for joining us and uh, giving you us your insight. And thank you so much, Neil, whoever <laughs> Neil's gone, How many helmets yeah. do you own? Do you... <laughs> I've seen he's at least like, three. He's like Neil, man of a thousand faces. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. oh. <laughs> thank you guys so we much. I hope you before. have a great 2022. Larry and I are going to be back with uh, more podcasts uh, this year. And yeah, that's, we, the, we've, that's we've, the plan. We've that's signed plan. A, a five-year commitment and uh, we're yeah. going to fulfill it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time on and Larry, Guardians of Geek. Bye-bye.
0: Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it.
3: Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. The fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain,
0: my Captain.
3: Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Wax off.